About two months ago, back in uh, January, January 9th, 2022, the Episcopal Church released a report. The church actually did a national study called Jesus in America using the polling firm Ipsos. And the group surveyed a large segment of American society on a variety of faith-based topics. What do Americans think about Jesus? How has the pandemic affected worship patterns? How does society perceive the church? And so they talked to people of a wide range of faith perspectives, a diverse cross-section of America, some who identified as Christian, some who were from other faith traditions, and some who identified as non-religious. One question in the survey asked respondents what characteristics they associated with Christian people to choose the words that they would describe the Christians that they know. And some interesting responses came back in one of two ways. When they asked this question to Christians, the the most chosen words by Christian respondents were giving, compassionate, loving, and respectful. People of other faiths, or those who identified as non-religious, associated Christians with the words hypocritical, judgmental, self-righteous, and arrogant. Well, that figures, you might say, you know, the secularization of America. The only thing that isn't tolerated these days are Christian convictions. And maybe some of that's true. But I'm wrestling this morning. Will you wrestle with me? Will you wrestle with Jesus' words? By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Everyone will know, not might know. It's like he's confident. I mean, Jesus is just about to die at the hands of his critics. If we're talking about our critics out there in the wider world, Jesus is going to die at the hands of people who reject him in his society. He's going to be murdered. But the cross is going to be his glory. The glory of his love laid down for the undeserving. And he's going to trust that that love is going to get through. He's betting his life on the cross. And here he's betting on you and me, his disciples. I give you a new commandment that you love one another, that everyone will know that you are my disciples. A new commandment. Do you realize that this is the only thing Jesus has ever phrased in the whole gospel as a new commandment? He told his disciples to do a lot of stuff. Follow me, right? I'll make you fishers of men. Go into the world and baptize and make disciples. Take bread, take wine, do this in remembrance of me. Lots of imperatives, but only one command. The only thing Jesus ever styled as a command is this, that you love one another. 
Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if, if you love one another. Well, it sounds to me from this survey that everyone does not know that Christians are the disciples of Jesus. Since words as positive as giving, compassionate, loving, and respectful are not ascribed to us. Well, at the same time, in that same survey, most Americans, even of other faiths and the non-religious, have a pretty positive view of Jesus. Now, what I'm not saying is that the judgment of non-Christians is ultimately important. What I'm saying is ultimately important is Jesus' judgment of us. This is his command, that we are to be known by his love, that everyone will know, not just our co-religionists, not just people in our tribe, not just those who have the same worldview, everyone. And who that includes? Everyone. (laughs) That everyone will know us for our love. How are we doing with that? I'm thinking more of the corporate question. How are we doing with that at St. John's? I actually think we're doing great. Isn't that good news? I'm not up here wagging my finger. I see in this community people loving each other all the time, serving each other. Some ways that not other congregants don't even know the way people sacrificially serve one another in this place. I see people uh, serving our community at large, parishioners who are volunteering at the White Rock Center of Hope, making sandwiches for the Austin Street Center. You have to say our outreach activities have slipped a little since COVID. We used to have a number of folks who would go over to Reinhardt Elementary School and tutor kids over there who need it. It's been a long time since we did one of those harvest telephone campaigns where we asked people if they had a faith community and we actually prayed for people in powerful ways. Generally, less people are serving here after the pandemic. But also I've been thinking about this question. And I've talked about this with the staff. I even kind of alluded to this at our annual parish meeting back in February. Is there some kind of community outreach that this East Dallas Parish could be famous for. You know, a kind of all-hands-on-deck moment where we, together, like maybe it's a day, it's a project, it's an initiative. It's something that we do ministering mercy to the wider community, serving needs, making an impact, where then somebody might out there say, that church is famous for their love. What are we famous for? Our beautiful liturgy? We do it pretty well. I love it. It feeds my soul. You know me, more incense, not less. <laughs> but Jesus does not say, by your liturgy, everyone will know that you are my disciples. So use more incense. Our music program, I know we're known for it. It's a strength. It's drawing people here. The choir blesses us with beauty and inspiration. But I 
have to concede. Jesus doesn't say, by your musical excellence, people will know that you're my disciples. We're a little bit known for our building, you know, this O'Neill Ford architecture. I'm told it's in certain books about design in Texas. I've never really researched it. I trust those who tell me. Especially at Easter time, you know, with the kids at the school who come over for chapel. You know, Lent, it's pretty sparse. And then they come in after Easter Sunday, and the candles and the flowers and the banners, and they go, wow. And yet, Jesus doesn't say, by your beautiful buildings, everyone will know that you are my disciple. I mean, in fact, every facet of our community gathered the music, the liturgy, the preaching of the gospel, the good news of Jesus' life gloriously given on the cross, poured out for the forgiveness of our sins, grace in our lives, should fill us up to overflowing and then send us out in that love. Where the community gathered becomes the community scattered so that everyone will know we are disciples. We who only love others because of experiencing his love, his grace, his mercy in our lives, in this place, we then go out so that others will know. This sermon has no end. On one hand, I hope that maybe if there's a personal way you want to apply the message you do so, you know, if you've thought of church going as an aesthetic experience or an information dump or just about a community gathered, that you realize it's not. It has to turn into the community scattered. Information needs to go to transformation, you know, the way our hearts are transformed, where the love goes in and comes out. Maybe you want to bring your heart to this table this morning so that it can be filled up to overflowing. To then go out and do such good works as thou hast prepared for us to walk in. But also, you can end this sermon by getting back to me. By asking this question. Is there some kind of community outreach that this East Dallas parish could be famous for? What do you think? What kind of all-hands-on-deck moment could we have? A day, a project, an initiative, ministering mercy to the community around us, serving felt needs, making an impact, Something for which we could be famous. Something for which people could say, that's the church where they love one another and where they love us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.